Hello, everyone, and welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I am uh, in the Prius recording studio, but we're in a different spot. We're in a different parking spot than my normal parking spot. Here's what happens, right? We come home from a trip to Ottawa. Me and the wife, we take our little bastard straight to Ottawa to see other little bastards that are related to him so he can, you know, realize there are other people in the world besides his mother and I. We, you know what, I'll get into this in a second. I'm just a little bit worried that the kid doesn't see enough people. You know, well, he seems happy and all, hanging out with me and the cat all day. But sometimes I wonder, does he realize there are there are lots of people around? He sees, like, me, Sarah, the cat, our crazy old Jewish next-door neighbor, she was, like, 98 and a vegetarian. The best reason I have yet that I've seen to be a vegetarian is this lady. And, yes, I just said she was crazy, but come on, she's, like, 98. She's allowed to be crazy. The point is... That kooky old broad is walking around, like, not just walking, like, running around. She basically skips wherever she goes. She sings. She still sings uh, with, like, a choir. She used to be a professional singer. This chick, she's had a whole fucking life, you know? Like, she just drops little things. Like, oh, yeah, I was touring in Europe for a while. You were doing what? Jesus. You know, and anyway, her family has run this old... um, so I don't know what you'd call it, vegetarian, holistic place. I don't know. They sell fucking herbs. All right. Herbs and spices and shit. Except it's not like KFC. It's, it's I don't know. I would, I'm going to guess there's oregano, you know, maybe, so you know, that shit like uh, ginkgo biloba, shit like that. They, it's a, it's a ginkgo biloba store. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to say she does. But whatever it is, she's a, she's been a vegetarian, she says, for like 80 years. I'm like, well, fucking, yeah, all right. Because, you know, we're doing the vegan thing as much as we can, even though I got to say, lately, you know, there's been a lot of cheese pizzas. We, we've been getting a bit lazy in terms of the cooking, and, and we're busy, and we're tired, you know? And um, plus, you know, people are starting to convince us about soy for the baby. Don't give, don't give the boy soy, or he's going to get giant floppy tits. And... Even though that seems to not be true. Like, I keep reading studies about the effect of soy, and it's all... I, you don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, that it seems like there's any studies that are saying soy is bad for you and that it, it acts like estrogen because it has phytoestrogens in it. These, these studies don't seem to be real or true or they're just, uh, you know, but it's in my head now. I can't just if the kid grows up, you know, and he's he's got to put on a, some kind of bro like on Seinfeld, the man bra. He's or he's got to like wrap his tits over his over his neck like a long scarf, you know, because because we were too stubborn. We couldn't give him whole milk because, you know, the animals, everybody, animals don't like when their tits are pulled on. So you really shouldn't be pulling on the tits of the animals. They really they really disagree with it. And I love the animals, so whatever they say, you know what I mean. Like, I it's health reasons, yes, 
um, moral reasons, sure. Like I, I like, I, I do like animals. I would like the factory farming to knock it off a little bit. You know, so this is this is how you make a difference. You use your purchasing dollars. You know, because nobody gives a flying fuck if you hold your hold hands around some kind of pig farm. They don't give a shit. But you say, hey, I didn't buy your bacon this week. They're like, what was that now? You didn't buy what now? Well, uh, why not? And then, and then, you know, things can change a little bit that way. Like all these products now are eco-friendly. It's not because fucking, you know, Cascade or Palm Olive was like, you know what we really need to do is help the world. They just went, oh, people want to buy that other shit now. Let's just make that shit. That's how business works. So you use it to your advantage, you know, and that and that's why I've gone all the way with it. People are like, oh, do you so you just can't kill an animal in general? It's like that not that's not really what it's about for me. You know, it's it's that I do, sure, I like animals. I wanted to be a vet when I was a kid before I realized that was really a lot of one of my uh comedian friends, he is a vet, and he says a lot of being a vet is actually putting animals to sleep, so it's not the best thing to do if you're super soft-hearted about animals. So that's a good point. That is a good point. But, I mean, uh, I'm getting way off track here. Listen, I'll get back to the Ottawa thing in a second and the parking space and, and what happened. But, uh, but we're here now, so let's go with it. I'm not, I'm not going to make this podcast too long because I have something else to do uh, tomorrow. So i got to get up early. I, this is Tuesday, the Around a Monday podcast should have been yesterday, but uh, the car was in the shop getting its tires redone, so I lost my recording studio. You know, you can't just go to the parking garage with your microphone and start yelling. You need to be in an enclosed area, you know. Otherwise, they call the cops. So, yeah, I'm not totally against the idea of eating animals. I mean, it's just it's in... In Newfoundland, there's um, there's a population of moose because moose were introduced there in, in Newfoundland. So uh, they're not native to the land, so they have no predators. And so they just run amok. There are way too many fucking moose in Newfoundland. So they actually have a moose hunting season, and you own, you need to do it. Otherwise, the whole environment will get destroyed by the giant lumbering moose. And um, and that's and so when if if my uncles and cousins and shit are shooting moose and they're handing out moose burgers to all the people. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. No, that I have no problems with what is happening here. It's just when you talk about uh, the factory farming, they're cutting down, you know, uh, rainforest areas just to make more rooms for pigs and cows. And the, the, the standards and practices are often not very good for the animals. Uh, it's bad for your health. You know, it's uh, it's 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 increasing global warming. You know, guys. All right. I'm going to stop. OK, I'm sorry. I don't know why I, this tangent went down, why I went down this tangent. I'm, I'm not you would figure I'd have control over my own thoughts, but I do not. They just spill out of me like a fucking, you know, like a like a sloppy Joe. You know, but a vegetarian sloppy Joe. And there's like quinoa and shit. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? Right. My parking spot. Um, what happened was we get. This is a story about positivity. 
ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, this is it, it's a it's a wake up call to myself and my wife who we freaked out a little bit. All right. Just a little bit. We came home from a trip uh, from Ottawa. We were we were in Ottawa. It's a it's a it's a good four and a half hour drive, you know, on the at the best of days. But we have a baby, so you have to stop a couple of times for some traffic. It was almost six hours to get home, almost six fucking hours. So you know we're you know you know we're not uh, we're not that pleased. Plus, my wife had to get up really early with the baby on Mother's Day, which is kind of shitty. You know, it would have been nice if I had gotten up with her or no, I gotten up instead of her and taking care of the baby. She made that known to me that that would have been nice. But in my defense, which I said to her, is like, I am well aware that that would have been nice. But since she doesn't really drive, I knew I was going to have to drive like six hours that day. And if I have two or three hours sleep, I think that that's dangerous for the baby uh, and and for the mother. So I, I said to her that this is your Mother's Day trip. Or your Mother's Day gift right here. I said trip that time because someone just came down to the parking garage. I'm in a whole new section of the parking garage. So now there's a bunch of new people who now think I'm a fucking idiot screaming into a microphone at midnight. Which is it is what it is. It is midnight. And, uh, but so yeah, you know, we're getting home. We're, we're tired. And, um, we get into the parking garage and we're on, we're on the second level. And we, so we drive down the first level. There's no problem. Get down to the second level. And it's just like, uh, a wall of, of plywood and a bunch of signs that says, do not enter under construction. So we, we simply, we, we were only gone a few days, you know, what the fuck has happened? And, um, and it's Sunday night at this point. So it's not like there's a bunch of people at work or on duty or whatever. So we get down and, uh, this guy's really fucking bothering me here. He's just sitting here in his car and he's looking at me and I fucking know he's looking at me and I get out and I'd fight him, but I got the, I got the bone disease. You guys, you know, I can't just run around fighting everyone. I mean, I want to, I tell you what, if they ever do fix my bones, I am worried that I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna have a crazy high where I'll feel like I'm invincible, and I'll be challenging everyone to a fight just because. Right now, I always feel like, well, if a fight breaks out, I better, I better try to run away and not run too quickly, or my hips will break. You know what I mean? So, oh man, I'm just gonna. But I will tell you this: I, I, bones or no bones, if this guy keeps staring at me much longer. This is driving me nuts. Why didn't you fucking drive away, you piece of shit? Why are you staring? Anyway, you guys, I'm going to pause it. I'm going to pause it. This shit's going to get real. One sec. Honest to Christ, what he did was he started up his car. He drove it over to where I am sitting. And he's just like his headlights were, you know, right next to my taillights. I'm parked, obviously. So he drives over and he just sat there. He just fucking sat there looking into my car. And I had the microphone down, you know, because I'm not giving him the satisfaction of trying to figure out what is happening. He was probably like, what's that guy doing? You know, those fucking people. And I know I know that they exist because I am like it where they think, you know what? I'm it's just up to me right now. There's someone in a parking garage. 
They're in their cars looking a little suspicious. I'm going to, this is my, this is, I'm Batman. All right. I'm Batman. And it's time for me to clean up fucking Gotham because there's a guy. You know, Look, what do you think? I'm in a Toyota Prius. There is literally a sign on the windshield that says baby on board. There's a big fucking car seat in the back seat. You know, I'm I'm a non-threatening white guy. I say I say that I don't say that to imply anything other than I was told that that's what I was on the weekend. I said, you're a nice non-threatening white guy Threw in the white guy. I don't know. I don't know why, but um, I've been told that before that I'm non-threatening. They say that's why some people say I can do comedy shows um, that some comedians can't because some comedians are abrasive. I am non-threatening. Now, here's the thing is I was thinking back in the day, if you said that to me, even three, four years ago, I'd probably be a little insulted. I'd be like, well, you don't think I'm fucking edgy? You don't think I'm edgy? Here comes some jokes about, you know, edgy things. But... I take it I take it now as a compliment and I'll tell you and I think generally that's how people mean it. They mean like, oh, people like you. I think that's what they mean. But it's just in the world of comedy, you know, it's kinda like a badge of honor to be to be cutting edge. You'd be like, I ruffle some feathers. Oh, people's minds are changed when they come out of my show. They they lo- they thought putting Donald Trump in was a good idea, but when they left my show, they knew they knew he wasn't a good president. Oh, I'm such a good comedian. That's what they say. But uh, I I like the title of non-threatening. And I'll tell you why. It's, it's what I was saying a couple podcasts ago. About that we got to come together as a society. You know? And I mean it. We got like the Heineken commercial where they drink the beers. When you get like the the psychological studies, when you get two racist people working together for a common goal, when they achieve it, they're no longer racist towards each other. It's a psychological thing, you know. And and I, the whole world needs to get more like that. The religions, the atheists, the the the, the, the kooks, the non kooks, everybody. You know, you just we just and you know who you need to bridge that gap? Fucking non threatening people. The non-threatening people, like myself. Because you need to be able to talk to the other side. You need to realize that the person who has a different religious view than you, or the person who likes, you know, a, a different bag of chips than you, they, they, they may not be that bad of a person, and it's certainly not going to help. Flipping out and I'm going, you're so fucking stupid. What's the fuck? You're fucking stupid. Because then they're on the other side going, no, you're so fucking stupid. You know, and you're and you're probably both right. That most people are pretty stupid. And uh, you just got to bridge that gap. Anyway, I've gone off on a m- many, many tangents. And uh, I will try to remember what I was talking about. It's just that that guy pulled up in his fucking Subaru Forester. A S- Subaru Forester Batman was just going to clean up our parking garage. Ah, there's someone doing something. I don't I don't know what they're doing. You know? Oh, fuck. If I didn't have the old osteoporosis, oh, I would have given him a piece of my mind. Maybe not. Maybe I would have disarmed the situation in a non-threatening manner. Right. 
the parking spot. So I come back um, after the long trip and can't get down to the old spot. And, and now we're like, we've got a baby. We've got a shit ton of luggage. Let me fucking tell you. Do you know how much shit you got to take when, when you got a baby? Like, we're trying to take nothing. We're just like, okay, what do we need to make sure the baby survives? Let's just take that. And then it still took up the whole fucking car. So anyway, um, we got a lot of shit. We have a baby. Uh, and uh, we have no parking spot. Now, we, are, we live in Toronto. So we pay $6 billion for this parking spot. All right? It literally is like 100 bucks a month. And uh, most people, they have a parking spot for free in their, in their lives. You know, but we... We pay we pay like like a hundred bucks a month for this parking spot that no longer exists, and it's Sunday night, and we don't know. So anyway, my wife she calls the emergency line, not not like nine one one, but like um the the our our building's emergency line, and uh, so we have to get the superintendent. He comes down, he gives us a, a parking pass for the night, uh, in uh, somewhere outside. And uh, I'm saying to him, hey, dude, what's going on here, right? And he said, yeah, there, we're doing renovations in the building. I, said, I know. You're always doing fucking renovations. You're always, always. And I said, but we, we knew about these renovations. And um, you said you will be reassigned a parking spot when those renovations happen. That, that was the email we got. So I said, if you have small children... Make sure you write us back so we'll give you uh, a spot in the building as opposed to a spot in another apartment building that they also own, which is fairly close by. So we obviously, my wife immediately, because she's organized, she's like, yeah, we have a baby, so we need to stay in this building. We can't be like walking half a block down the street carrying a baby and a thousand other fucking things, especially when we're paying $100 a month for a goddamn parking spot. And we're like, we've lived in this building for six years, and there's been major renovations. And I know you got to do it in Toronto. And you know what? I'll get into that in a second. But what I'm going to say to finish the parking spot is we they we say to the guy we weren't assigned a spot uh, to the superintendent when he gives me the thing. He say, "Oh no, because all the spots are gone. Yeah, there's nothing even close to around here. And now I'm, you know, I'm just seeing red. I am mad. It's it's been a long trip. My wife is sort of pissy anyway because she had to get up super early. Like, she was just cranky because she was tired. She got, like, two hours sleep, so she's going to be cranky. And then, you know, thinking maybe I should have been better because it was Mother's Day, even though I'd fucking done a million things for Mother's Day. It's just, I, I know it was just the tiredness that was talking. We talked about it after. She apologized for being a little cranky. And uh, and I said it was understandable. It's understandable. But I stood by my point, which was I needed to not kill us on the drive home. So I did need some sleep. And uh, and it was a dangerous fucking drive home. It was like torrential downpours. So anyway, that's it. God, who I don't believe in, proved me right. He was like, oh, Mark, you needed you needed your sleep, buddy. Here comes some rain just to make this argument with your wife go a little more smoothly. Let's make, I'll make the road conditions super dangerous, and that way she'll, she'll see the error of her ways. And I said, thank you, Jesus, or Allah, or whoever the fuck is up there dancing around, playing pool with Jimi Hendrix. So I'm livid. 
I'm saying to the guy, what do you mean there's no spots left? I said, when is the construction going to be finished? You know what he fucking says? A year. A year. I was like, oh my, oh my, oh my. So I know there's nothing he can do about it. He's just the super. He's not, he's not in control of the 10 buildings that this fucking company runs. He feels bad for us. So I go upstairs and my wife, who I've mentioned is already cranky. I, I say this to her I'm, and her crankiness goes up a notch. And uh, not at me. It is directed in its proper place. Um, but this is the type of stuff. Like, I find it very frustrating. She finds it frustrating. She says, this is the stuff I can't handle. People's incompetence. She was just, she, she lost it. She was, uh, and when she was like, when people can't do their jobs, that's the one thing I can't tolerate. And it's true that she really loses her mind when because what happened is we we did what we were supposed to do. We alerted them. We we did it on time. We did it early, for Christ's sake. And it's just nobody gave us a spot. Clearly, they fucked up. And um, and it's Sunday, so nobody's going to answer us. We can't call anyone. We can't do anything. So um, now here's the thing. I'll just I'll just end the story and say that the next day we got up and uh, the parking spot. We had been assigned a parking spot, the one I'm sitting in right now, the one where a Subaru Forester guy is uh, staring me down. He's gone now, of course, but Jesus, that was weird. Anyway, um, we got the new spot, so it, they had forgotten to alert us that they had given us this spot, at least I think. Anyway, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Either way, they, they still fucked up. In the sense that they didn't tell us what spot we had. We came home. It was a bit of a shitstorm. Now, it still sounds like I'm complaining. Uh, and I, I was really mad at the time. And so was the wife. Uh, that was me belching, by the way. I moved the mic away. Hopefully it didn't go right into the old, to your earbuds there. That's not a nice thing to hear. Should be more professional on this fucking thing. And, um... But I'm on the elevator. All right, here's where the perspective comes in. I'm on the elevator uh, yesterday with some guy. Um, what's happened is, is he's gotten onto an elevator on the first floor, and it's in service. So I poke my head in. I'm like, "Hey, dude, that elevator's in service." But there's the elevator I called is is coming here now. He was like, "Ah!" Oh. He was like a 55 year old guy, probably, and he gets he he. Uh, uh, the the woman who cleans the building, she when she heard the conversation, she stuck her head around the corner. She's like, yes, that one's in service because I guess she was cleaning the elevator or some shit. And then so he says, oh, oh, OK. So we have one elevator that that's getting repaired right now. And you put the other one in service. So we have one elevator working. Is that what is that what's happening? Oh, I see. You know, and he's doing it in that tone. And, uh, you know, she just she's like she. She's a nice lady. She works really hard. Like this place is clean and she fucking she never she she never takes a breath. She's just constantly trying to clean in the building. You know, one of those people who takes her job seriously and uh, always pleasant. So I didn't like when he did that. And uh, he gets on the elevator and then he's like, oh, this place, this place is fucking ridiculous. You know, they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. You know, this is, this is every. There's only one elevator working. You know, long I have to wait, and like it's you hate to say white people problems, but fuck, man, 
He was just so goddamn irate. And it made me realize I was acting like that with the parking spot thing. Luckily, I didn't take it out on anybody. Uh, I just gave myself uh, a year of cancer, probably, from the rage. Um, but I, at least I didn't say anything to anyone. And seeing this guy act like a spoiled fucking brat, you know, you just, we live in a big city, all right? And when you live in a big city, there's gonna, people are going to be doing construction, there are inconveniences to go along with the multitude of conveniences that you have. You know, like, I, we live in this giant building. We don't have to worry about a fucking thing. We, got, we, have, we have, like, ten pharmacies around and doctors and, and lawyers and, and dentists. and fi- Anything you need is literally a stone's throw away. And even if you're not good at throwing stones, it's still a stone's throw away. The tongue tangler. And they go, this fucking elevator doesn't work. Why don't you walk up some goddamn stairs then? How about that? Yeah, crooked bastard. Crooked, by the way, is a, it's a, I don't know if I mentioned it. It's a term that I use a lot. It's a Newfoundland term where I was born and raised. And it kind of means, kind of means cranky, you know? Yeah, crooked bastard. It just sounds, it sounds good. It's one of those words, you crooked fucking bastard. Not crooked in the criminal sense. Crooked in the ornery sense. But yeah, we were over in Ottawa. Ottawa for a little baby. He's got to see some kids, the baby. And we're still like, we're in the midst. We're in the midst of trying to decide. We we visited uh, another two places for the kid for his daycare. And we're back and forth. We're all over the place. The Montessori philosophy, the Reggio Emilia philosophy, and then the combination of the two. Anyway, the place that's right next door to us, it would be good. It's just, it seems like a kid factory. There's so many children there. And the place, and it smells like shit. It smells like actual shit. And um, it's probably because there's con- there's constant shitty diapers around. I don't know, but it's just the other places didn't smell like shit. And I feel like even though this one is close to us, it's very convenient for us walking-wise I don't I don't think having a kid start life constantly smelling shit is uh nice. You know, I don't think that's a good way to go. And uh, the other place, the Reggio Emilia place, their philosophy is kind of you discover through play, you know? I was talking about them last time and I was giving them a hard time. You can just go back and and replay that podcast and I really gave them a hard time. I believe I called someone thin-lipped at one point. And uh, we didn't revisit them. We just talked about it to my brother and sister-in-law who had a couple of kids. Uh, my sister who was at four kids. We talked about it and stuff. And uh, you just you start to look at it a little bit differently. Like they get, they go to a, a park, you know, going outdoors. It It just, I don't know, it seems nice. I want the kid to be fucking happy, you know? It's such a difficult concept. I'm watching a TED Talk. I watch uh, TED, guys. I watch a lot of educational programming. I uh, Documentaries. Love. I love a documentary. I'm so cultured. Watching this TED thing. And uh, 
They're talking about how it's unfair for parents to try to make their kids happy. It's unfair to the parents, it's unfair to the kid because it's such an elusive concept. So we just, you got to make them, I don't know what our fucking solution was. Don't let them be happy. I, I think it was like make them feel loved, uh, make, them, make them safe and try, oh yeah, try to like instill a moral code. Try to make them moral, upstanding, contributing citizens. Okay, I mean, that's a good point, I guess. I mean, because you can't really, you can't quantify happiness, you know. But it's just the the Montessori people. It seems very scholastic, you know. Very, uh, uh, it's m- very math based. Eh, it just doesn't look that fun. Just doesn't look that fun. Now, I tell you, I hate the idea of sending them to school. So. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to make it worse on them, you know? And tomorrow I got to get up a little bit early and um, I got to do a writing thing. I'm doing a writing submission for some TV show. So I have like 20, actually I have 48 hours to complete the thing. So it'll give me a pile of pages to read and then I have to, to write something. I don't know, I think it'll be okay, actually. And I've been, I've been trying to get up earlier and earlier, like especially since the wife gave me a bit of a hard time about the uh, Mother's Day on Sunday, I got I tried I got up early on Monday, and I, it's it's true. Like I, you know, here's what here's what being an adult is, especially being a parent. You, you get up, you all you get up, and you just work all the time. You do something. You're you're fixing food. You're cleaning up. You're taking them to daycare. You're you're taking them to the sports. You're taking them to play dates. You if I can, you you got to do your own work. And then, and then you die. I mean, that's it, you know. And the sooner you accept that, the better. But I'm—I don't mean it to sound like it's awful. But I will say this: if you're someone who loves your leisure time, your leisure time, then, like, like, and I'm talking a lot to to comedians out there, um, who most of whom know they shouldn't have kids. But if your lifestyle of staying out till whatever, having a few beers, rolling out of bed at noon, one. Um, it's just not going to work. Obviously, you know that, okay? I'm I'm not telling you something you don't know, but but I mean it. It just fucking, you you just, I, I feel like, I sort of feel like my life is, is kind of like doing dishes now. You know, but it's not that bad. Again, it's like the big city, all right? There are inconveniences, yes, but the trade-off, is worth it. You, we got a stupid little baby running around, making you laugh, filling up your soul with happiness. You know, stupid little bastard today. He just makes you laugh so much because there's just they're just blobs of joy. It's like having nine puppies. Today he was just just sucking on my neck for no reason, eating my shirt. And then laughing about it, he he laughs when he sneezes, you know. And even when he gets mad, it's funny, you know. Like you you try to give him some food he doesn't want, and he yells at you. It's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious to have a kid. So you got to just deal with that. So, but but I've been I've been fighting it a little bit, you know. I've been I've been going going back to my old ways, letting my wife do a little too much of the work, where I just feel like. 
you know, it's all right. I can watch this basketball game and I'll watch this hockey game. And you know what? I, I don't I'll, I don't need to get up right now. I mean, she'll take care of him until his nap at 9 a.m. And I'll get out of bed at 1030. And, you know, that no, that's not how it works. You know, you just you got to get up and start doing shit. And then just when the day is over, you go to sleep. And that's why I'm going to end this podcast right now. The reason being is I just. It actually didn't end up being that short. And um, I got I to gotta go to bed like a responsible fucking adult because I got to get up, A, and take care of a child. And then I also had to do a writing submission. And uh, I want to put in a good effort, you know? I want to do my best. I'm an adult man. I'm a 39-year-old man. All right? I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not telling you that. I'm trying to tell myself. I'm trying to remind myself that I am not. I just, oh, I just want to be a kid. You know, like I'm already envious of my kid because he is a kid. I, it's just the best. Oh, it's the best. You don't have to worry about a thing. You just got to think, where's my next root beer coming? Ah, oh, I got a root beer now. Everything's great. Oh, root beer's done. Don't worry. There'll be another root beer soon. That's it. That's all I thought about. Candy and root beer. A&W root beer was the best, but Hires root beer, I'd take that. I'd even take a fucking uh, Root. Root's root beer. What is it? It's called Root, I think. Anyway, as a brand I'm sure nobody knows besides me. And it's just now, even now, I feel like this right with this writing package, you know. It, what it is is that it's, it's the chance to do a freelance episode. One episode of a TV show for the season and it's Canadian TV. So it's probably not going to come back after this season. So you're basically going to get one. You're, what I'm saying is you're not going to get a big paycheck. It's not going to be a permanent job. It's just going to be a one-off and you do it because it may lead to other work. You'll have that on your resume and maybe that, uh, TV network will want to use you for something else. Maybe people you meet at, at the uh, job will want to use you for something else. So you do it with that in mind. But it's just that shit is nice to do in your 20s when you're knocking on 40s door. Like, hey, you let the old guy in? Hi, guys. What are we talking about? We're talking about skateboards. Yeah, I like I like lasers. You guys love lasers? You know, you feel like an old fucking fuddy-duddy. Who says fuddy-duddy, for Christ's sake? You know, and all these kids watching some YouTube videos. I don't even understand what they're doing. God damn it. God damn it. I am old. How are these kids today? They're lasers. They're funny, daddy lasers. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, this podcast was a little disorganized. But, you know, I've been getting up early and it does not suit me. But I'm going to fucking force it. I'm going to make this work because you know why? You got no choice. You go, you can't be like that dickhead in the elevator and just complain and bitch and moan all the time. You know, that guy's 55. He didn't get any better. You know what I mean? By the time I'm 55, 16 years from now, oh man, that's that's not that far away. 16 years from now, I'm going to be, you know, I, elevator breaks down. I'm going to be like, hey man, that's all, that's all right. If I, if I want to bad enough, I can just take the stairs. And since I don't want to take the stairs, I'm just going to wait this out. But man, do I live in a nice city, right? I'll say that to my well-adjusted 17-year-old son. 
because, you know, I taught him a good moral code because I watched that Ted thing. All right. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. I'm going to try to do a podcast as uh, soon as I've done this fucking TV show thing. So somewhere around Thursday, maybe Friday. I said shut up. Good night, everybody.